in various roles. In the following reminiscences will frequently be mentioned a lady who played a great part in the annals of the police from 1848 to 1866. We will call her Wanda von Schabert. Born in Galicia of German parents, and carefully brought up in every way, when only sixteen she married from love, a rich and handsome officer of noble birth. The young couple, however, lived beyond their means, and when the husband died suddenly two years after they were married— she was left anything but well off. As Wanda had grown accustomed to luxury and amusement, a quiet life in her parents' house did not suit her any longer. Even while she was still in mourning for her husband, she allowed a Hungarian magnate to make love to her. She went off with him at a venture, and continued the same extravagant life which she had led when her husband was alive, of her own volition. At the end of two years, however, her lover left her in a town in North Italy, almost without means— she was thinking of going on the stage, when chance provided her with another resource, which enabled her to reassert her position in society. She became a secret police agent, and soon was one of their most valuable members. In addition to the proverbial charm and wit of a Polish woman, she also possessed high linguistic attainments, and spoke Polish, Russian, French, German, English, and Italian, with almost equal fluency and correctness. Then she had that encyclopedic polish which impresses people much more than the most profound learning of the specialist. She was very attractive in appearance, and she knew how to set off her good looks by all the arts of dress and coquetry. In addition to this, she was a woman of the world in the widest sense of the term, pleasure-loving, faithless, unstable, and therefore never in any danger of really losing her heart and consequently her head. She used to change the place of her abode according to what she had to do. Sometimes she lived in Paris among the Polish emigrants in order to find out what they were doing, and maintained intimate relations with the Tuileries and the Palais Royal at the same time. Sometimes she went to London for a short time, or hurried off to Italy to watch the Hungarian exiles, only to reappear suddenly in Switzerland, or at one of the fashionable German watering places. In revolutionary circles she was looked upon as an active member of the Great League of Freedom— and diplomatists regarded her as an influential friend of Napoleon III. She knew everyone, but especially those men whose names were to be met with every day in the journals, and she counted Victor Emmanuel, Huar, Gladstone, and Gertrukov, among her friends as well as Mazzini, Kossuth, Garibaldi, Miroslavsky, and Bakunin. In the spring of 1850-blank, she was at Vervey on the lovely Lake of Geneva, and went into raptures when talking to an old German diplomatist about the beauties of nature and about Kalam, Stifter, and Turgenev, whose diary of a hunter had just become fashionable. One day a man appeared at the table d'hote, who excited unusual attention, and hers especially, so that there was nothing strange in her asking the proprietor of the hotel what his name was. She was told that he was a wealthy Brazilian, and that his name was Don Escovedo. Whether it was an accident or whether he responded to the interest which the young woman felt for him, at any rate she constantly met him wherever she went, whether taking a walk or on the lake or looking at the newspapers in the reading room. At last she was obliged to confess to herself that he was the handsomest man she'd ever seen. Tall, slim, and yet muscular, the young beardless Brazilian had a head which any woman might envy, features not only beautiful and noble, but also extremely delicate, dark eyes which possessed a wonderful charm, and thick auburn curly hair which completed the attractiveness and the strangeness of his appearance. 
They soon became acquainted, through a Prussian officer whom the Brazilian had asked for an introduction to the beautiful Polish lady, for Frau von Schabert was taken for one in Vevey. She, cold and designing as she was, blushed slightly when he stood before her for the first time, and when he gave her his arm, he could feel her hand tremble slightly on it. The same evening they went out riding together, the next he was lying at her feet, and on the third she was his. For four weeks the lovely Wanda and the Brazilian lived together as if they had been in paradise, but he could not deceive her searching eyes any longer. Her sharp and practiced eye had already discovered in him that indefinable something which makes a man appear a suspicious character. Any other woman would have been pained and horrified at such a discovery, but she found the strange confidence.